0: New beginnings with Christ. New beginnings with Christ. And so, since you've been sitting for so long, would you please stand up now? <laughs> Don't get too comfortable, right? Stand up. These words up here they are very important. They are very important to me. It's drawn out of Scripture, Isaiah 50 verse 4. When I saw this scripture, I said, "Now I understand." Because you can hear God's word and really not understand what was so spoken. But God gives us grace. Only he can do that so we can hear his word. Please say it from the heart so that God can minister to you today. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear and I was not rebellious nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. Um, Easter, Sunday, after Palm Sunday. I don't know if you understand what Palm Sunday was all about for the Jews. Palm Sunday was the day before Jesus came, that's for Passover, for the Passover feast. That's when the Jews select the animal the sacrificial lamb for sacrifice on Passover. That was done on Palm Sunday. And so, the world, on Palm Sunday, they knew. They didn't know what they were doing. They met Jesus. And he was happy to be the sacrificial lamb. And they rejoiced. Hosanna. That was God coming to the earth to die for us. And the people picked him. They rejoiced. They celebrated. I don't think they knew what they were doing, that they were celebrating something new that was about to come. Something beautiful. Hosanna! They cried out. They glorified God. Hosanna in the highest. Because the Lamb of God had been given. On that day, mankind, from the tribe that, from the group of people, the people that God has chosen, on that day, mankind, we picked our lamb for the sacrifice to take away our sins. The Passover actually signifies, uh, uh, let me say, the day after Passover signifies a day of new beginning. Everything is New. Moses was the one God used in this end, and the lamb was killed, but while the lamb was being killed, they were still in slavery. And want. Many of them possibly sick because no rest. You know what it is when you walk every day and you're giving no rest? Your immune system goes down. Everything is crazy. You can't really put your family together. You're too busy working for Pharaoh. That's Satan, okay? Pharaoh type of Satan in their day. But on that very night, it was the eve of a new life for them. A new life for the Jews. Which is also a type of a new beginning, a new life for mankind when Jesus went to the cross. A new beginning. From slavery. They now came, they became free. They had nothing. They were slaves. But when they left, God loaded them with riches. You can read Psalm 105 verse 20, 37. He says he brought them also out with silver and gold. There was not a weak person among all their tribes. On that one day, everyone that was sick became well. After the Passover, the next day was a new day. And so... Passover and the resurrection, Easter, represents new beginnings. God told them from now on, this Passover, that's the beginning of the year for you. It's a new beginning. They left free from slavery, everything that was taken from them was restored now they could have a family they could have a simple life and they were going to a land that is flowing with milk and honey and god was in charge of that jesus was our passover lamb listen to this scripture first corinthians 5 7 it says therefore purge out the old living that you may be a new lump since you truly are unliving in other words you need to believe that when Jesus comes into your life, there is none of that thing anymore. Sin is gone from your life. You are indeed on living. For indeed, Christ our Passover was sacrificed for us. Jesus was the Passover. He was sacrificed for us, just like they did the sacrifice in that day. And right after that, just the next day, everything changed for them everything changed for them. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, you are a new creation. Christianity is not something to go to church for. It's something that you experience. You can't be a new creation and not know it. If you are in Christ, God says, you become a new creation. Yes, you were born, but somehow, because you received Christ into your life, God makes you a new person. And if you don't know what that means, you'll know that today. Can I hear an amen? You will understand that because it's something that you experience. When you are in Christ, you are a new person, a new creation. All things have passed away. All things. Everything that was ugly in your life passing away. Everything that was painful in your life passing away. All things have passed away. He says, look, behold, all things. How many things? All things have become new. You have a new beginning in Christ. Things can change in Christ. It doesn't matter how ugly it's been. Things can change today if you will embrace resurrection. It's a new day. Jesus is alive. Your life can be changed. Things can change in your life. It doesn't matter how long you've been in slavery. It doesn't matter how long you've been in death. It doesn't matter how long things have been bad for you. Today can be your day. It's called a miracle if you are able to believe it. Jesus said, if you can believe all things are possible. What do you have to believe? Jesus is my resurrection. You can shake yourself from the dust today and say things are going to be new and they will be and God will protect that because you believe. All you have to do is believe. God wants to do that for you. Jesus rose so that you can put away the body of sin. People feel like, you know, I don't think I can be free from this addiction. Uh, Not if you let Christ in. If you let Christ in, you can be free. From any addiction. You just have to believe it. It doesn't matter how hard sin has a grip on your life. If you hold on to it, it'll kill you. It'll kill you here first, and it'll kill you later. Sin is evil. Sin is evil. But God wants to free us from that. You see, sin has consequences. Sin has things that go with it. And if you go into that part of life, sinful part of life, you are going to inherit everything that's evil. Listen. I believe this is First Timothy 3 verse 16. He says, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh. God himself was manifested in the flesh. You know why? To put away sin. If sin is not evil, why would God come in human flesh? God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit. Seen by angels, preached to us. Believed on in the world. And received up. He's back come there now. It was God that died on the cross. We don't have two gods. There is one God. Great is the mystery of godliness. God became a man. That's what he's saying. He died for us. And then he rose from the dead to make good, to make sure you receive the benefit of his death. That's why the resurrection is so important. So you receive. Thank God, by the grace of God, I, not all of it, I have received the benefit of God's death. God should not die in vain When it concerns my life. I want everything that he did for me. To be a part of my life. Now. uh, Acts chapter 20. I believe verse 20. He says God purchased the church. With his own blood. It was God's own blood. That speaks volume. What would you do. With regards to God's own blood. Do you want a judgment where the blood of God is on one side and you are on the other side? Because you didn't respect God enough to follow through f- with what He sent His Son to do. I don't want to be there. That's the reason for the resurrection. And you hear this morning, and we've prayed that God will open your ears so you know how precious this Jesus rose. To stand for, you, stand for you and on your side forever. As long as you let him. If you let Jesus into your heart, he stands by you and no judgment, no evil, nothing. He stands on your side. That's the reason for the resurrection. Listen. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. Romans 6 verse 6. That the body of sin might be torn away with. That we shall no longer be slaves to sin. I'm not a slave. You can be free and still be a slave to sin. I don't want to be a slave to sin. Because if you are a slave to sin, you'll never see God. Never. I want to be free. And Jesus made it possible for me to be free. All I have to do is accept it. I can't be free. I can be free from that addiction. I can't be free from that anger. I can't be free from that bitterness. I can forgive. I can do all things. Because Jesus says, put away that body of sin. Because he died with Jesus. I'm free. And if the Son makes you free, you are free indeed. I have to declare it. And I tell Satan, you can't take me that road anymore. The man that you used to take that road, he's dead. He died with Jesus. You, I'm not going there anymore. I'm free. You will be free today in Jesus' name. All you have to do is say yes. You know, there is uh, 50 years. God said there are seven cycles of uh, Sabbath or Passover. And after the seventh cycle, are seven years It's Passover. Another seven years after the seventh one, God called it the year of jubilee. And it's the time of resurrection. It's Passover. Jesus was in the tomb on the Sabbath. Passover. He rested. Amen. And then on Sunday, Easter day, that's, he rose from the dead. That's the year of jubilee. Amen. That's the year of jubilee. You know what jubilee is? God says, if you are in debt, they are all gone. Can God do it today? Oh, yes. He said, well, pastor, you don't know how much I owe. Does God know? We just said, boy, I can help that guy. He has $10 in debt. He's just $10 in debt. But you other the guy, whoo, that's a lot of money. I'm not, I have to think about it. You think God will do that? Oh, he can wipe away your debt. It's a time, jubilee, it's a time for personal freedom. Personal freedom. It's a time, whatever you've lost, God says you must recover them. Everything that you've given away, that you didn't want to give away, but you were forced to give away in the year of jubilee, God says everything must return back to you. Guess who said that? God said that. It's the year of jubilee. And resurrection is our year of jubilee. Let me tell you this. Jesus said, greater than Solomon is here. And then he talked about the temple. He says, greater than the temple, he's standing before you. One who is greater than the temple, he's standing before you. And if they did in the Old Testament, they had the year of jubilee, where their debts were all canceled, and they had personal freedom, and they could have joy in their lives (laughs) Jesus is greater than jubilee Jesus is greater than jubilee and you can have your jubilee in him you know Jesus said to Nicodemus if I am lifted up just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness even so the son of man Will be lifted up that everyone who believes in Him, will have eternal life. That's John chapter three verse fourteen and fifteen. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, you know what happened in the wilderness? They were being beaten by snakes, real snakes. And God said to Moses, "Put that uh, serpent, the type of it, on the pole." And if you, when they are beaten, just let them look at that pole. And if they look, all the poison flowing through their bodies will be neutralized. And I'm sure I, in my mind I think about this uh, young Jewish man. He's beaten and he's looking around, disoriented, and he's thinking the the pain's going down. He you knows. He knows he's going to die. He's turning around. Oh, what's going on? Where, where is the pole? And some fellow say, oh, he's over that way. He, says, he sets his eyes on the pole. Guess what? He's at peace. Even though he's feeling the pain, he knows he's going to be neutralized, right? He knows. And all he has to do is look at the pole. Jesus said, when he is lifted up, that is the greater pole. No matter what poison is going on in your life. When you turn around and you look at Jesus, that poison is going to be neutralized. Can I hear an amen? Today, the poison, whatever is poisoning your life, whatever is making your life bitter, whatever is holding you back, today, as you look at Jesus, who is risen from the dead, those things will be neutralized. You don't sound like you are so excited, but I am. <laughs> yes, because God cannot lie. He says, when I say it, I'll do it. If I've spoken, I'll make it good. All you have to do is believe. You know, that's what I, what I said. Christianity is to be experienced. If you don't act on it, you'll never see it. There was a time in my life I had never seen anybody from my life that I prayed for that was healed. But by the grace of God, I have actually seen legs grow out as I prayed. I've seen it. You think I'm, I'm, I'm like, wow, I'm as shocked as everybody else, okay? When, it's, when I see it going on, my eyes go like, oh my God, oh my God, look at what's going on. The legs growing out. Yes. Why? Jesus is true to his word. I don't know what's going on. He is true to his word. I acted on his word. Amen? Without fear. And I knew he was going to do it. And he did it. Why don't you act on his word today? And your poison will be neutralized. Your poison will be neutralized. Let me show you what happens to the righteous. Okay? Listen. Listen. We are in the days of Jesus. Psalm 72 verse 7 says, In his days. Are we living in the days of Jesus? These are his days. The days of the New Testament, right? The days of the church. In his days, the righteous shall what? Flourish. How many righteous do we have here this morning? Why are you not flourishing? What's going on? Hello? God said in his days the righteous will flourish. And what? An abundance of peace. Amen. No worries. I could not matter. Hey, stop laughing, okay? <laughs> Abundance of peace. Is that not scripture? In his days, I'm living in his days. Abundance of peace. Until when? The moon is no more. Until the moon is no more. That's for the righteous. Abundance of peace. Meaning all your needs are met. We're not believing God enough. We honor God when we trust him. We honor him when we say, Yes, you said it, God, I believe it, and I'm going to be at peace. Be still and know He is God. He is God. That's for the righteous. When you love God and you've received Jesus the resurrected Christ. Look at Psalm five, Psalm 5, verse 12. It says, You, O Lord, will what? Bless the righteous. God will bless the righteous. With favor, you will surround him as with a shield. That's God's blessing for, God, for the righteous people of God. Psalm 37, verse 25, I have been young, and now I'm old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken. You cannot be forsaken if you're righteous before God. You cannot. A man may forsake you, but God sees you even while you were asleep. He even knows your dreams. You cannot be forsaken. If you can be forsaken, then that book is not right. Tear that page from your Bible. You cannot be forsaken. The righteous cannot be forsaken. I have been young and now I'm old. Yet I have not seen it. The righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging for bread. It's better. This is this is good. Really good. I don't have to worry about what's going to happen to my children if God is true. You see, we don't believe it. We hope that it's true. No, God cannot lie. That's for my children. They cannot beg bread because they cannot be forsaken. Why? Because you are righteous before God. You are righteous before God. That's what the resurrection is all about. You know, I believe Jesus rose from the dead to protect what I just read. To make sure this becomes good in your life. If you believe it. You know, he never sleeps anymore. (laughs) He doesn't have to blink because his eyes are getting dry. He is God, seated with the Father in heaven. And he's constantly looking at you. Because you are the righteous. Question is, are you righteous? Are you righteous before God? These are only for the righteous. (laughs) What does it mean to be righteous? If you don't know you are righteous before God, you can know that this morning. And once you inherit it, it's your portion forever. You stay righteous before God. I want to show you how to be righteous before God this morning. How many want to know? Amen. I want to know. To be righteous before God so that all of this will be yours. That God will now engrave your name on the palm of his hand. He never forgets you. Romans 10 verse 1 through 3. He says, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God. You can go to church and have a zeal for God and not be righteous. They have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. He says, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness. So there is something called God's righteousness. And seeking to establish their own righteousness, which is not God's righteousness. I have not submitted to the righteousness of God. So what does it say? You have to submit to God's righteousness to be righteous before God. Otherwise you depend on your own. And that's not good for God. How do you submit to God's righteousness? I want to know how I can obtain God's righteousness. I'm grateful to God. I have it today i have no doubt if i die today my eyes close in death i know the next thing i'll see jesus i have no doubt about that because i know i'm righteous before god i'm righteous before god and god's proven it amen how do you obtain god's righteousness he says but the righteousness of faith that's also the righteousness of god amen the righteous of, righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart, Who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or Who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. He's already risen. But what does he say? What does this righteousness say? He says, The word is near you. The righteousness is a word. Say it with me. Righteousness is a word. Does that surprise you? That's what the scripture says. The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That's the word of faith which we preach. Then it tells you what it is. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will have the righteousness of God. Two things. Believe with your heart and say it with your mouth and then you have the righteousness of God. Believe that God has raised him from the dead so you see how important the resurrection is? Without the resurrection, no salvation. You have to believe that God has raised him from the dead. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, that's with your mouth, not my mouth, your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, listen, with the heart, one believes unto righteousness. It's your heart. And with the mouth... Confession is made unto salvation. That's how it is. If you are willing to accept that today, then you become righteous before God all the days of your life. But God says, act on your righteousness. Amen? You know you are righteous. Now act as, like, you know you're righteous. Let go of those silly stuff. And start serving Him as your Lord and Savior. When you make Jesus your righteousness, you make Him your portion in life. Listen. Now end with the scripture. Psalm 16 verse 5 and 6. Oh Lord, say it with me. O Lord, you are the portion of my How many like inheritance? (laughs) Something you didn't work for. Right? He says, oh Lord, you are the portion of my inheritance. And my cup. That word is very significant. You know, when Jesus was in the garden, he says, Lord, let this cup. Pass from me. That was a bitter cup. That was my cup. That was your cup. And the father said no. And Jesus said, if this cup will not pass, let me drink it then. He drank it, cost him his life. And he had been from eternity. Eternity, the eternal one died. When he drank your cup. Today, he is your cup. There is no death in that cup. There is no pain, no sickness in that cup. There is no want in that cup. You are the portion of my inheritance. Guess who is? God is your inheritance. And he has everything. He is the portion of your inheritance. And he is your cup. No bitter cup. He says, the lot, you, you maintain my lot. The lot. God maintains your lot. The lies are falling to me, where? In pleasant places. Yes. I have a good inheritance. I have a good inheritance. How many want this inheritance today? How many want this inheritance today? You want that inheritance? A good inheritance from God. He is the person. But first, get righteous. Amen. You can't have God's inheritance in unrighteousness. But we already talked about how to be righteous. Amen? Bow your heads with me today. You want to get righteous before God? Put away everything. All you need to do is accept his inheritance. Accept what Jesus has done for you. On the cross. I'm going to put it this way. If you want his inheritance... And you want his righteousness. At the count of three, please lift your hand up. We're going to pray and God will become your portion today. All you have to do is to acknowledge, God, I'm here. I want it. That's all you're doing. I want it. At the count of three, one, two, three, put your hand up. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I see those hands. Thank you. Thank you. I see those hands. Thank you. Thank you. God sees. God sees your hand up. God sees it. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Would you all of us stand up? I know that Jesus is here today. I have no doubt about it. I know he saw your hand. I'm going to say this to you. If you are going to serve God, make sure you go all the way. Let me show you something. When Satan knows you have a chance of following God all the way, but you are not. He knows you are a better target for him. He's going to do everything to stop you, make things very tough for you. That's why it's better to go all the way with God to your feet for the kingdom. Would you lift your hands up today, this morning, and pray with me. Your heart lifted up to our God. Say with me, Heavenly Father, I surrender. I surrender my life to the Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, be the Lord of my life. I receive today your righteousness. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. And I believe with all of my heart that Jesus is risen from the dead. And he is alive today and forever forever to be my Savior, my Deliverer. Thank you, Lord, for coming into my heart. In Jesus' name, thank you for saving my soul. Thank you for writing my name in your book of life. I receive you with all of my heart. God Almighty, in Jesus' name, amen. Give him a clap, offering. Oh, friends.